welcome to the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Kerry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. Global Trading is a markets media group publication. Today, our topic is diversity and inclusion. What's next? Markets Media Group is hosting the fourth annual Women in Finance Asia Awards program in May 2022. The WIFA program recognizes and celebrates top women traders, technologists, and senior capital markets executives across Asia. It's been a very successful program that has expanded each year. It's not much in the overall scheme of things when it comes to diversity and inclusion broadly, but we're happy to do our part toward advancing and promoting the cause of women in finance, especially in a region that historically has been relatively more male-dominated. So ahead of our awards event, which is coming up soon, we thought it would be an opportune time to discuss the present and future of diversity and inclusion. That said, I am very pleased to be joined by two distinguished guests. Both are Hong Kong-based senior executives and also both are are on the finalists list for our upcoming awards program. So uh, first, allow me to introduce Laura Atherley. Laura is Managing Director, Head of APAC Senior Relationship Management at Citi. Hello, Laura. Thanks for joining us. Morning. Thank you. And Christine Inch. Christine is Head of Client Solutions Prime Services, Global Markets APAC for BNP Paribas. Hello, Christine. Thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. Hello, Terry. Thank you for having me today. Great, great. So yeah, let's just kind of jump right into the questions. I think overall, there's a lot of discussion out there about diversity and inclusion generally and conceptually, if you will. So I thought it might be a good idea to at least start focus the focus of this discussion more on specifics and tangible aspects of DNI. Mm-hmm. So that said, let me throw out the first question. And why don't we start with Christine? What is your firm doing to increase diversity, to promote diversity and inclusion? So BNP Paribas has been committed to building a more equitable future for more than 15 years now. We are very proud that many of our initiatives and diversity networks are being driven by our passionate colleagues. Women in Global Market Network has been very successful through focus groups, interviews, and open engagement to identify where we can introduce changes in recruitment, retention, and engagement. In partnership with our HR, Women in Global Market organizes graduate recruitment events with local universities. We have set up speed networking, providing the opportunity for junior female staff to interact with our senior members of Global Market. And we have also established multiple client events to discuss those topics. Mixity, our diversity network, is offering mentoring, co-development to our staff in Hong Kong. They are organizing breakfast, lunches, and drinks events with our female leaders. They also provide various training and work super closely with the Women Foundation. They have initiated BNP Paribas Melalize to engage our male colleagues as key agents of change. And because we know that in order for diversity to be fully ingrained in our corporate culture, The push should come from top down and to bottom up. All of these initiatives are sponsored by our senior leaders, showing their full commitment to make a real impact. One striking example is that our executive committee made a very powerful pledge through Jamais Sans Elle, which means never without her, committing not to participate in external events where women were not adequately represented. Our IT function, which is another area of the bank where women have been historically underrepresented, has set an ambitious target of hiring 1,000 women within three years. 
And this is to increase the proportion of women in this area from 32% to 37%, which will consolidate the group's lead over other companies in the sector. Various other processes around hiring or succession planning have already been positively impacted and requires at least one female candidate among the list. Internal and international mobilities are also another ways to increase diversity. Promotion from within is essential. We need to celebrate our people and our people's success. We have, for instance, recently promoted our FXLM senior females across the world. And talking about celebrations, we have dedicated weeks such as Diversity and Inclusion Week, Internal Mobility Days, Virtual Learning Festival, all to celebrate those subjects. Overall, we are actively promoting the DNI culture that help educate all employees, including our leaders, and continue to promote a diverse and inclusive workplace. Thank you, Christine. That was that was very helpful. Certainly, uh, BNP Paribas is very active in this area. Laura, uh, City, certainly large global financial institution. I know there are yeah. a lot of initiatives in this area. What what would you highlight as far as you know what uh, yeah. City is doing to 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 move the needle on uh, diversity and inclusion? So, Terry, thanks so much for the question. I think Christine touched on the point of culture starts at the top. You know, we're very fortunate to have a CEO, Jane Fraser, and she very much sets the culture right from the very top. I think we were the first Wall Street bank in 2018 to actually make gender diversity goals, actually set the goals, and we made them very public. And I think we said that 40, we stated that 40% of AVPs and above would be diverse candidates by the end of 2021. And we've just communicated recently that uh, we met that target. And in fact, we overachieved. We got 44, sorry, 40.5% of diversity and inclusion. And in Asia, that number was 41.5%. So when I look at Asia specifically, I mean, we've got more than 2,000 females just in China and Taiwan who are, you know, assistant VPs or up to MD. So we've got some really great statistics um, to back up, you know, the success of all the different plans that have put in place, uh, both at the Jane level, but all the way down and in every division. We do have male allies. We do have a diversity and inclusion network. We do have maternity mentors. We do ensure that every role that comes up, all candidate rosters are, you know, a diverse roster. We do ensure that women are interviewing candidates that are coming through the pipe. But right at the very top of the firm, look, I think Jane and um, the head of HR have really worked hard on bringing in new tools like the link with NPower, which led to over 125 kind of non-traditional candidates coming through and being hired. We've given a billion, we've a, a submitted a billion dollars to action for racial equity initiatives. And then look all the way through the firm, I feel that the culture has recognized that if you have a diverse workforce, you get better P&L. And I think it was the 30% club who actually had some statistics that showed that ROE is on average 16% improved if you have a more diverse workforce. I feel that's in the culture at City. And therefore, you know, all these programs are driven by, you know, wanting to be successful and wanting to have the right culture inside the firm. And I think as you ask, you know, as we carry on the conversation, I can touch on some of the other programs and initiatives that we have. I know one thing, we've covered the topic of women of finance for a number of years now. And one 
theme that often comes up is that the absolute numbers are are going in the right direction and pretty good as far as the number of women in the the financial industry, but the the lack or the shortcoming still seems to be in the higher ranks, and it's the real senior position. So, Laura, if we could stick with you uh, first on this question, what is the current percentage of women in senior positions in your firm? If you have that information, and what is your what is City doing specifically as it relates to uh, increasing the number of, of senior women at the firm? senior women? A very important question, and as I mentioned, you know we do monitor AVP and above. They are all officer roles. I think of you know they are senior positions. You know as I mentioned, our CEO is female. The CAO is female. The head of wealth in Asia is female. The head of corporate sales is female. The head of Asian markets is female. The head of big yeah. banking co-head is female. The head of Hong Kong big banking is uh, female. The global head of our is female, the global head of markets, ESG is female, and the list goes on. So I like to give examples to show that we are actually demonstrating that. And, you know, we promoted a record 18 females to MD in Asia in the most recent round. So look, the numbers speak for themselves. But, but, you know, ultimately it comes from sponsorship internally, mentoring. We have a really good program called Get to Know Your Top Talent. And, you know, all of that is tracked. People are interviewed. We ask people where they want to be. There are gender programs. And ultimately, I think that there is a very good support system. But the great thing is there are many role models for us to to see within the firm. Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, that Jane Trey Fraser certainly made lots of news and uh, it's really great to see that, that she's, she's doing well there. So thank you for that, Laura. Christine, can you talk a little bit about what BNP Paribas is doing specifically as it relates to increasing the number of senior women? I think I just want to indeed congratulate City. I think that it's, it's an amazing achievement to see the very first female CEO in the banking industry. So, so thank you and very well done, City, uh, for that. Because you're right, in terms of role model, it's not within the firm only as well, but it's across the industry because we believe that, you know, you can't be what you cannot see. So indeed, this role model is extremely key for us. So in terms of where we are at today, we have this target, which is 40% of women on the executive committee, as well as in the G100, which is our global 100 uh, top leaders by 2025. So this target is extremely clear, very precise, and was announced last year by our CEO. So we are at one third today. So when we actually, when we discuss about this topic about how to increase number of senior women, I think we cannot not think of this pandemic, how the pandemic continues to be a day-to-day reality, and especially for us in, in Hong Kong, Laura. I think that it has really put things in perspective and changed the existing paradigm and have forced, in a very positive way, our leaders across the industry to think differently. So on our side, we had to adapt very extremely quickly to this unprecedented crisis. So over the last three years, the leadership has profoundly evolved, has really focused on the human touch, has worked hand in hand with our HR, DI, learning and development team to make sure that the employees stay connected and engaged with all of us during that difficult time. So as I was just mentioning, like in in terms of school and what has happened, the school has been closed for a very extended period of time here. I mean, everywhere in the world for sure, but in Hong Kong in particular. And it has been more often than not pretty challenging to balance family needs and professional responsibilities. 
And this was for any working parent. So we have seen this in recurrent theme, in multiple surveys, in articles that we have all read. So BNP Paribas has understood this challenge and has implemented multiple initiatives, such as what we call like new ways of working, which embeds like this flexi working into our office operations. And what we have seen is that obviously this was an absolute need that many of us have welcomed. Our learning and development as well has done and continue to do an amazing job in laying out like virtual training, proposed like relevant uh, training such as managing stress, providing online daily physical exercises, sharing working from home strategies to really strike a balance between parenting and work from home. And I think that this is absolutely key to retain senior women. Another point as well was around sponsorship. So once those women are within BNP, what happens? So these sponsorships are extremely uh, important, as Laura mentioned as well. Senior leaders on our side is paired with a diverse employee with leadership potential so that we allow the dialogue to keep open and transparent with the board. We also have some, what we call like returnship program, which is our flagship program within Women in Global Markets. So this was established three years ago to accompany women who had taken a career break. And we want to make sure that return to the workplace is as inclusive and caring as possible. One one reason historically, I think that uh, there are fewer senior women is because uh, women leave to start families and often don't come back. So how does uh, City, for example, work to retain women once they start families? Yeah, Terry, thank you very much for the question. I think we've really thought about this and uh, we've introduced a program for maternity called Maternity Matters. There's also Family Matters, but on the maternity side in 2018, in markets, we started a new program, which is a toolkit for parents and for managers with very clear guidance on benefits, on training, on maternity mentoring. And in 2020, we created a 16-week minimum leave for maternity. And if you look across Asia, we've noted government guidelines in places like Taiwan, where maybe it's seven to eight weeks, but we're now giving 16 weeks. So a very comprehensive program to make people feel that they get you know, supported during their maternity leave can take slightly longer maternity leaves than was originally in place through the government guidelines. And then when they return, we have a full return to work program re-onboarding and then supporting you when you're here through the Family Matters program. Thank uh, you. That's, that's quite a comprehensive program. Thank you. I would like to add on the topic of maternity that we have also standardized our maternity leave across all APAC countries, adding adoption leave for adopting couples and to same-sex couples. Besides, as a result of employee engagement, we extended breastfeeding rooms, we introduced a parent transitional program, equipping returning mothers and their managers with a practical day-to-day toolkit. Now, I mentioned uh, at the outset that we we try to keep this conversation more focused on specifics and tangibles, which I think we've 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 done very well. But just to really drill down here, I'm just wondering if either or both of you could would be able to share an anecdote of a diversity and inclusion success story. I mean, I not looking for any names necessarily, but just how a DNI program proved to be a real benefit at the either individual level, team level, or firm level. And really, I'll just throw that out to either of you, Laura or and or Christine, if you want to, if you can, can share anything. 
Yes, of course. So, so what I wanted to to share, I think that what is really key to success is really people engagement. So with that in mind, I think that some people such as, I mean, I wanted to to maybe give a huge shout out to all of our employees that are working so hard to really move the needle and, and make a true profound change here. So I think um, the first person that I had in mind, I know we mentioned like not necessarily like to have an any name, but really our Hong Kong chairwoman of Mixed City, our employee diversity network has done a tremendous, extraordinary work in creating that culture, in creating an extraordinary team of passionate members who are really promoting and making a daily difference in this important topic. And, and to me, this top to bottom and bottom up is absolutely key. I think I also wanted to mention like our Women in Global Market Board members, because similarly, we are right now building the future for our new generations of diverse leaders. And again, because role models is so important, I I really feel that those committed women who want to help other women to bring their full potential is absolutely great to see. And then finally, because I want to keep that tangible, exactly as you mentioned, Terry, I think I wanted to bring my own team story and why diverse and diversity, equity and inclusion is so important and yield results, simply put. So as a result of a very recent business integration, I have now the pleasure and actually pride to lead a team of 11 outstanding members that compose of women, men, with different, with seven different nationalities. They have different backgrounds. They have different personalities. They are located in different countries. Really like the, the team spirit, the quality of the exchange are very, very stimulating on a daily basis. It's extremely powerful. And this diversity gives us a real competitive edge. I, I have to say that I'm extremely proud and can't think of anything that we cannot achieve as a team when you have that. So. This is a very concrete, I would say, extremely simple um, example that I wanted to to, to reshare that we're really living and breathe, living in that diverse, I would say, environment these days. And this is key to to our success. Thank you for that, that, Christine. Uh, Yeah. Laura, anything, anything you might add here? The only thing I would add is I think Christine touches on a very good point. You know, it's about the support network that makes success. I think it was Madeleine Albright that said... uh, there's a special place in hell for women that don't help others. You need to help one another up the ladder. And I think that comes from expanding your network. And, you know, a, a really great role model for us is well, our CEO right at the very top of uh, the institution. But in the role that I'm in, you know, our head of markets has worked at the firm for many years and, you know, married with three children, if you don't mind me saying that. But he's really inclusive, expanding networks, setting slates, what working as a mentor, helping with, you know, a number of other women's programs and making you feel that, you know, you are part of a talent program. And I think that's the key to success, actually. It's that network. Okay, we're winding down here. I think we just have a, a few more minutes. So if I could briefly we, go on, please. I was about to say, I mean, maybe we can think about, you know, you've touched on bullet points and the, uh, wanting numbers. Ultimately, I think about how do we gauge success? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have very clear KPIs that we track. The numbers themselves, as I said at the very beginning, with we were the first Wall Street Bank in 2018 to make very clear goals. And not only did we meet them, we exceeded them. 
And I think it's, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. So I think, you know, how do you gauge success from all of these multiple wonderful programs that our firms are introducing? It comes through in the numbers, comes through in the culture, comes through in retention. As I said, cities met their KPIs. They're setting new ones. We continue to set new ones all the way through the institution. And we've won a number of awards and accolades in India, Singapore, and Hong Kong just in the last six to uh, six weeks to two months. So thank you, Terry. Christine, if I may ask, what metrics does uh, BNP Paribas focus most on t- in terms of gauging uh, progress, success of, of DNI initiatives? I think the obvious ones, obviously, is, is the quantitative metrics, as you mentioned, because what gets measures gets on. That, that's as simple as that. I think that the more, the other one, which is qualitative, as Laura mentioned, about cultural changes. On this one, it would take a longer time for, for any company to, to really judge or evaluate this progress. I think on, on our side, what will be important is to continue to keep the employee engaged and measure our success through the voice of our employees. So for this, how we do, how do we do that? So we have frequent internal people engagement survey. We have just done one last autumn where more than 80,000 um, employees, which is nearly like half of our 190,000 employees globally have expressed like their highly positive view of the group's diversity and inclusion policy. So, so for us, this is, and, and for me, actually, this is really what matters is, is really listening to our employees, what do they have to say? What do they think of our initiatives? What do they want to see more? What do they want to see less? This is going to be, for me, like the the, the most uh, critical type of qualitative metrics that we will have to keep in mind for the future. Okay, this has been really a great uh, conversation uh, about diversity and inclusion, kind of the present state and uh, what's next uh, for DNI in the financial industry. So I, I really can't thank uh, both of you enough for, for joining. So Laura Atherley of City and Christine Pinge of BNP Paribas, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, your time and your perspectives on this. Thank you for the time and the opportunity. You can find the Global Trading Podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's also on the Global Trading homepage, which is fixglobal.com. I'm Terry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. Thank you for listening.